All right. Welcome to According to the Scriptures. That's the name of the podcast. It'll be According to the Scriptures. I like how Hudson says it. A-T-T-S. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, uh, I didn't know how, how According was spelled because I've been out of school for a couple months, so I thought it was O-T-T-S. Yeah, this man, like he was saying O-T-T-S. I was like, that's, that, that's not... That's not adding up, bro. Recording? Yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, yep. it was. This man was saying oak. <laughs> Anyways, so this is Eureka. I'm Hudson. Uh, I'm his co-host. And then we got Olivia in the back on our camera and sound crew. Yes, sir. Um, so this is the well. first episode. Mm-hmm. We're starting up the podcast now. Um, it's about time. Uh, Definitely. We had a couple people that entrusted in me uh, and gave me some financial possibility to get the mm-hmm. equipment um and praise the lord for that and now the podcast started and the reason why i named it according to the scripture is because i got it off tiktok and that foundational uh that foundation that i have there not foundation what do you call it platform that platform that i have cool. is a christian bla- based pa- uh, platform yeah. so <laughs> i can i can't even hurt. speak it's a Christian-based platform, um, and over there I teach, I debate people, and I give my opinion on the Bible. And some people, uh, I accumulate a good group of people. I've got about uh, six or 7,000 now uh, that genuinely follow me, listen to my teachings, and they believed in me and gave me the possibility to do this. And this is the fruits of their money. So. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. Definitely. This is Hudson, my co-host. Yup. Um, I got Hudson into it because once I put the idea out there, he just picked it up, you know. And you gotta have people like that as well, you know. You gotta have people around you that believe in you and they're down to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we were just kind of sitting around at work, and Eureka comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, he wanted to start up a YouTube channel with uh, like the finances he got, mm-hmm. and then he had this idea for the podcast, and I was like, all on, I was like, oh shoot, that would be fun." Right. Like genuinely fun and definitely a good blessing, a good ability to witness. Right. Um. Yeah. So, so we got it going. Um. Kind of be patient with us. The backgrounds might change the more we get comfortable and find a find a good place to set this at. Yep. 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 And now to get into it. This is this is kind of a problem. It was really nerve-wracking, like, getting into it. Like, what do we mm-hmm. talk about? It's the first episode. Like, what do we get into? What do we not get into? How do we structure it? Do we have, like, a layout? So there's a lot of, like, YouTube tutorials <laughs> of watching and, like, listening to other people. Mm-hmm. But really, you just got to start it up, you know? Any adjustments we make, you know, whatever style we get, we come up to, it will be our thing. Yeah. So people will watch us for our thing that we have going on. So Hudson and I go to the same church. Um, I didn't. I didn't go to that church all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't like grow up there. That's not like my foundational church, as you would say. Um, I only like came to the church like what, like a year, two, years? year and a half. You've been. You've been here for a minute. It feels. It feels kind of longer to be honest. Time flies. Yeah, it was. My junior year, before my junior year summer, so like sophomore year summer, COVID was just getting done. Oh yeah, it, yep. w- it was my senior year. Uh huh. So two it's been ago. like uh, yeah, it's been two years. Two years yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. That's surprising. Um, yeah. So me and Hudson go to the same church. Um, I got invited there by a friend of them. Just added me on Snapchat. 
it was, was, it was very weird circumstances. But Eureka popped up at church, and I was like, oh, okay. And then we figured out that we were rivals uh, in high school. So our teams would verse that fall. So we right, and it's, just built a friendship. It's kind of, like, weird because on Snap. So basically what happened, I'm going to give you guys a rundown. So I'm, I'm on my phone the other day, and I'm just chilling. And then I get a somebody added you on Snapchat. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just accept it. Usually I never do that. You open my Snapchat right now and you go to like the friends thingy, you're going to find a lot of yeah, like Yeah, because Eureka is very popular. Because I don't do <laughs> I don't say that. But um, I just accepted her. And then like she said hi. Like she was super energetic. Like you could, mm-hmm. you know, one of those things like you can fill in the like the text. You yeah, know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like one of those, like, hey, and you just like just you. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> so weird talking about this. <laughs> no, bro. Anyways, was, uh, continue. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like you can't <laughs> make faces, <laughs> Olivia. Can't do that. All right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so uh, I like got one of them vibes. Like she's like super vibrant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, let's text. And then Relo is texting back and forth for a while. I think it was consistent for like an hour. Uh, I was just like back and forth texting. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you should come to our church. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's your guys' church at? And then she explained to me where the church is at and everything. And she was like, what church do you go to? Are you Christian? And I was like, yeah, I'm Christian. Uh, the church that we were going to, unfortunately, because of COVID reasons, mm-hmm. um, they like closed down completely at the time. They're back up now, but they were closed down completely at the time. So then I came and showed up at Hudson's church. And from there on, here we are. Yeah, he was just kind of introduced to all of us, and we thought he was pretty weird at first. Oh, uh, no, wow. he's, he's kind of cool. A couple of us thought he was a little weird, wow. you know. <laughs> we got to know each other then afterward. I mean, I was really quiet at first, though, too, though. I didn't eh. really, like, I didn't, like, super. Always talking, bro. I don't know about that. Nah, stop. Always talking. That was when I got a little bit more no, yeah, comfortable. Like, before, I used to just, like come at the <laughs> yeah we we had some like summer activities at the church and that's where we really got down and like had like hung out with eureka more mm-hmm. he hung around us he was just kind of around we're like oh, okay eureka's pretty cool so so i was like i you got like the church we're going to right now is great youth mm-hmm. like a great youth program um, like i commend the church like that's one of the things with the church that's like yeah Cause mm-hmm. like that's hard to find. It's hard to find a church that has a youth group thing. Yes, yeah. one. Secondly, it's hard for you, especially hard for you to have teen tour in there that actually want to be there. Yeah, and not not only that is that our church and our youth group has very has been very good of not creating natural clicks. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I when I'm like getting on Eureka's case for him just kind of being quiet and then he starts hanging out with us. It was always open. Um, we tried. We we were just, you know, trying to be around Eureka more because he, he was there. There's no point to exclude somebody when they're new, right? That's not that's not the point of being and going to church. You don't go there just to hang out with the people you know. You right. go there to be a, go there to learn from God and and being a blessing to others. Right, and part of, I mean part of also learning with God is also being comfortable about around your environment. Exactly. I feel like one of the things that also push that also pushes a lot of youth away is that a lot of them say they're not Christian. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I was Christian. Yeah. So maybe it was a little easier for me to adapt to, like, you guys and being around you guys and everything. Mm-hmm. But say for someone that's not a Christian, 
a lot of problem that you find with the youth groups around is that they make this click of oh we're better than you yeah because we are christians you're not yeah kind of like the holier than thou right. aspect of things yeah. like you put yourself on a pedestal um and they're like under mm-hmm. and that's also happened in a lot of cases with kids that are like oh i don't go to church anymore because i can't handle church kids and yeah then once you like get into it they tell you like yeah they thought they were better they thought they were this they thought they were that yeah which is which is very unfortunate mm-hmm and that's something I didn't find there. Granted, I was, or maybe I wasn't too surprised. Some people thought I was not Christian. Oh, that was true. Everyone was coming up to Eureka. I mean, out of some parts, it was love. Mm. They, were, they, were, they were making sure genuinely like, oh, are you saved? Mm. Right? Because, I mean, you just popped up out of church. I mean, I, you know? I guess. Y'all could, y'all could have asked. That's true. I some people could have asked in well, a asked different way. And be it is like, hey, you knew this guy. Yeah. Why didn't you? Like, you could be like, is he Christian? Do you know? Yeah. What were, what were some of your experiences? Some of my experiences there? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't lie. Definitely when I'm speaking on the perspective of the kids that might show up and then leave because they feel excluded. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt at first. Mm-hmm. But I understand that because I've moved a lot with my parents, my dad, uh, you know, he's in the ministry, so mm-hmm. he's also moved a lot, and we had to move with him and go to different churches. So I definitely was not a stranger to that feeling of being excluded, Yeah, which is why one of the reasons I could have withstood that, but that's, like, special case for me. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the experiences, because it's like everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And then everybody's, like, making plans. Everybody's like, oh, this and that. And then you kind of got this new guy at the start. And it's kind of like when I was being included, it's kind of out of mercy, like... Oh, like, kind of out of pity? Right, it's like... Yeah. Yo, Eureka, you mm-hmm. want to come? And, like, I'd be like, nah, because I wasn't, like, feeling, like, that genuine, like, hey, you want to show up and mm-hmm. go do this, you know what I mean? But I knew it was also out of a good heart, that's why I didn't... Yeah, and it, it also definitely took some of even Eureka's effort. Uh, we uh, Some of these summer activities, our, our camera lady never really talked to Eureka, right and just out of nowhere she like she was she was telling me this like a couple weeks ago that eureka just randomly just started (laughs) talking to her right and just like in a friendly manner manner just trying to like become friends right so it definitely took effort on eureka eureka didn't take this as a time to oh i'm gonna not come because it's you know Mm -hmm. i feel excluded right which which is uh, i wanted to apologize that on my part um because sometimes you do it and you don't notice right i mean it's it's also I mean that's just kind of a natural thing that happens right mm. it's it's kind of a two party thing, uh it's something also that people gotta learn uh that it's it's a two way thing yeah you got on the Christian side like with the youth group I'm speaking mm-hmm. they of course have to make more of an effort if somebody new comes in yeah they have to make more of an effort but at the same time it doesn't excuse the new person to be bland and offset and then get mad if the other side doesn't respond to how they want them specifically. It's yeah. kind of a two-way thing. So that's why when the summer came in, we was all together for like a week straight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that is a straight opportunity to get to know people because you were there from like 10 to 9. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, why not? Like mm-hmm. I like I have an excuse to be around you all day. That that is true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, re- I remember um, 
I think right off, like, at the start of this week of, like, the, the summer activities, um, Eureka and I kind of discovered that we had similar doctrinal beliefs, so sometimes there were, there were things that we disagreed on naturally. Um, but we, we just started discussions at, at, a, uh, at the lunch table during, these, during the summer activity. Um, and that, that was honestly fun. Sometimes we, it got a little out of pocket at the mm-hmm. end. We were kind of teaming up, which wasn't very good. It, it kind of made the environment not good. A little hostile. <laughs> we got a God little bless hostile. You. It did get a little hostile, but we did build a relationship through that um, pretty fast. And then we definitely learned how to debate a lot better because mm-hmm. that that was i'm not that is not one of my proudest moments <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh well, well you know it's it's kind of a i wouldn't i don't i wouldn't say that i regretted it yeah yeah many means but the way we went about oh i disagree with you mm-hmm. that, that was not that necessarily the best that yeah. could have been a little better uh-huh. and we kind of we kind of teamed up on a couple people over there. Yeah. And yeah. that was, I mean, it was also like a bonding time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also a bonding time. You know what I mean? Because we did learn each other's personalities right. very well. We, we learned that we we're naturally very stubborn people. Right. And that's a good thing. Like socializing, getting to know each other, mm-hmm. uh, becoming one-minded, like-minded, that's a good thing. Because one thing that's also true that is written in the Bible is that when God created Adam and Adam was the only person, Mm-hmm. God said it is not good for man to be alone. Exactly. Now, that could be applied as well to a man being with a wife, but that could also be applied as just human beings being social. Exactly. So, definitely 100% for people out there um, that think you're a loner, trust me, nobody's really a loner. Yeah, there, there's there been multiple studies that humans need social contact. Right. And... Coming to the church, you know, I could have acted like this some type of loner and like I just roll along and I just come to the whatnot. But that's not a good look mm-hmm. for anybody. And that's it doesn't really help anyone, really. Um, so socializing and coming together is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, but definitely. The youth group has got to make more effort. I'm not talking like ours specifically, but I'm yeah. saying like just in general, if somebody new does come into churches. I think the group of people that are there already mm-hmm. need to make more of an effort to make this person feel like family. Yeah. Um, going going off of that, Eureka, I was wondering, so now that we talked about how you feel excluded in the church, um, how did you, did, was there ever a time where you felt excluded at school because they knew that you were a Christian or times where you were like, or they don't know that you're a Christian, they can't tell? Kind of those circumstances. Um, so I became a Christian about 12, 13. That is about... That's like 8th grade, start of yeah. high school type stuff. 8th grade or freshman year. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so prior to that, I was just a blend-in Christian. Because I was just kind of like... Uh, I got the name Christian because my dad's a pastor. Everybody mm-hmm. knew my dad's a pastor. So... Of course, I got to be Christian. I can't not have my dad as a pastor and me be an atheist. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I got to go by the title Christian by default. But yeah. I'm just a blending Christian. So just I'm with everybody else. I'm Christian because my dad's a pastor. But I'm just like everybody else. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it was at school. But when I became a Christian, um, 
when I became a Christian knew it was kind of a change with the people around me because my opinions, my everything and a lot of stuff that I had changed drastically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something as well that's been lost with the gospel and people um, need to insert that in the gospel is that when you become a Christian, there is a radical change in your life. Yeah. There is a radical change in your life. You can't be a Christian and you're exactly identical to how you were before. Mm -hmm. That we're, can't be a thing. And it talks about that by you're, you're able to see the fruits, mm -hmm. right? And these spiritual fruits that, oh, you're going to act Christ-like. It's not like, oh, okay, when I become a Christian, I have to be this way. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm forced. And, that, and that's how you know if you're genuine or not, right? If I was saved and then after I was just dreading just becoming a Christian, dreading going to church every Sunday, dreading not cussing, dreading not listening to certain music um, that made me have these thoughts going through my head, then it wouldn't be a genuine repentance. Right. Right? It was a repentance of your sins and, okay, Lord, work through my heart. Make me better. Make me a better witness to other people. Right. And it's kind of like being because Like, I always say this about being a Christian. Some people don't prefer saying this. I am not one to, like... I don't care about saying this because I don't, I don't care to put a weakness of mine and like show it. Mm -hmm. Being a Christian made me a better person, and I believe being a Christian has got to make you a better person because if you feel like you was a good person before Christ and after Christ you're still the same good person and Christ didn't make you a better person, then why do you need Christ in the first place? Exactly. Uh, I definitely understand that. With that. With the, oh, I'm just a better person now that I have Christ, right? You can you can see that always, like we were talking about earlier, that holier-thou mm -hmm. aspect. But then again, that that's where you have the, okay, Jesus came into my life. Now he's going to change some things. Right. Now I want some things in me to change. Right. Right? If you think you're God, you don't need a God. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, it's surprising given, like, the amount of Christians that you find that are entitled to that oh i was always a good person mm -hmm. i'm still a good person and yeah. being a christian never really made me a better person because mm -hmm. i've just always been this way it's like well then what what was the what was the point of you becoming christian yeah if you was already there because mm -hmm. the whole point i became a christian is that i realized okay i am i'm not a good person yeah like i the thing that deceives people is that I look at everybody else and judge to the standards that I have created. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm better than Hudson. So I'm a good person. I'm better than Adam. So I'm a good person. I'm are you than... saying you do that now? Or do you say... No, I'm saying like before. Okay, before. Okay. Before. I look... <laughs> this to <laughs> he had to ask. I had to clarify. I'm talking about like before you become a Christian. Mm -hmm. That's what deceives people. It's like I look Definitely. at Hudson. I'm like, oh, I'm better. Look at him. He's smoking and drinking. I'm not saying that he does that. I'm saying like I'm giving an example. Now I gotta clarify because Hudson put that in my mind now. But anyway, people deceive themselves because they'll look at Hudson and be like, oh yeah, he's drinking and smoking. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm a better person. Therefore, I'm a good person. Yeah. And it's kind of like they forget that you're judging yourself by your standard. Exactly. You going to heaven is not your standard, but exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and do I mind you that works don't save you. Mm -hmm. Right? Me not smoking doesn't save me. Me going to church does not save me. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not just works don't get you to heaven. Me going to church doesn't save me. Right. Right? 
Because as Christians, we're supposed to live to that standard of Christ, which was perfect. But we know we can never get there. That's that's why the blood of Christ is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Because Christ died for us, he took our sins. Now that we're clean, there's that just there's that justified sacrifice that we read about in the Bible. Um, in Romans, it talks about that everyone who sinned, their punishment is death, right? Before Adam sinned, there was no death in the world. Um, and because he sinned, he had to die. Um, and Jesus took that sacrifice. He died for us. He died that spiritual death. Um, and then he defeated death. Speaking on the on the crucifixion and the death of Christ, um, I have a lot of like Muslim foes, if I should use that term, that don't get the reason behind Christ dying. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why can't God just forgive me without me doing anything, doing a sacrifice? Because that's not just. Okay. We, we believe that we have a, a just God, 100% just, 100% perfect, 100% good. Right? So say I'm at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, and say I steal five bags of grapes. Me not stealing seven other bags of grapes doesn't, doesn't make so that I'm forgiven. Mm -hmm. Right? And this whole like, okay, I'm going to go to the court where they're going to find me for these grapes. I can't just ask for forgiveness without the money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. What Christ did was that he was someone that never stole grapes. He was perfect. And he paid off that fine. Right. Because we asked for that forgiveness. He was always willing. That envelope was there with the money the whole time. Right? Christ already died. But it was us. Okay, I'm going to take that envelope and use that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Okay? And there's that, okay, now that I, I'm a free man. I'm going to tell other people about this already paid in full fine that you have. Mm -hmm. So something that I think they fail to understand is when they're saying, oh, why can't God forgive me um, mm -hmm. without there being sacrificed, without me doing anything? Something that they fail to realize is that I am really not doing anything at all. So that you... but. So that you doing all these good things, you praying, you fasting, you reading your Bible. That is not. That does not save you. you so my point in, the, in that is when we're talking about the death of Christ, mm -hmm. I didn't do anything for the death of Christ to happen. Exactly. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask God at any time, God, bring Christ mm -hmm. so that my sins can be taken away. Yeah. Nowhere else as well do you read in the Bible someone praying, God, bring a sacrifice so that our sins can get taken away. That is God's plan. That was God's business. God was like, you people cannot reconcile yourself. Therefore, I will make a plan for you mm -hmm. so that you could be reconciled. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you read in Corinthians, Paul is saying, to with God was in Christ, in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself. Mm-hmm. So this was God's business. That's one thing. I think that's like something people like, they tend to confuse. And I see that with a lot of Muslim people that I talk to like on TikTok and they are not understanding that concept of the sacrifice. That's mm -hmm. not me. That's none of my business. Christ dying is independent of me. That's mm -hmm. why I can reject Christ and that's why I can accept him. It doesn't change the reality of, of mm -hmm. the situation. Yeah. Um, and in the Bible, it's not a, 
a lot of the times another misconception is that oh god is condemning you to hell right god provided a solution for you right for you to be saved the word salvation means that you are being saved from something right and like i said with that envelope that already paid in full fine that's what jesus came to do and he did right he was perfect he never sinned mm-hmm. and he took those sins in the form of god and died with them so that that's why there's a difference between okay me claiming that i'm dying for people's sins and then there's jesus who actually rose again he defeated death that that's one of the pinnacles of christianity if jesus christ didn't rise from the dead there's no point we wouldn't be here today and the you know the thing is that christ's death and the accepting of his of his sacrifice is a mm-hmm. cleansing. Yeah. That's something that people like they don't realize. It's it's a cleansing. Mm-hmm. Like I like the example you gave of if I stole a bag of grapes, me not stealing other bags of grapes doesn't excuse me stealing yeah. the one I already stole. Mm-hmm. Another example that I'm thinking of right now to fit kind of the illustration I made with Christ's sacrifice being a cleansing is that if I go play around in the mud and I roll in the mud like a pig mm-hmm. and then I get up and I say I'm not rolling in the mud anymore, but I'm clean, you look at me and be like, you're still covered with the mud that you was rolling around in. Yeah. You need to go take a shower to get that mud off you. Mm-hmm. So I may have been in the mud and I stopped going into the mud, but I'm not clean yet because I haven't gotten water to wash me off. I haven't like got soap and everything to clean myself. I'm mm-hmm. not clean even though I'm not in the mud anymore. Christ's sacrifice is that cleansing. Mm-hmm. Because even if I, because there's people that live what we call a Christian life. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that live like that. We see Paul where he said um, in the New Testament, and I believe it was in Romans, mm-hmm. uh, where he says that the Gentiles who did not have the law, but yet lived by the law, but because it was written in their hearts. Yeah. So there's people who in the time of Israel, because Israel had the commandments from God that was given from Moses, mm-hmm. and they knew the laws of God. There was yeah. a specific nation, but there was people around the world, elsewhere, Gentiles, who had mm-hmm. never heard of Moses' law, didn't know who Moses was, yet they lived according to the law. Yeah. So it's kind of like, so there's people out there that are living a Christian-like life Yeah. without being a Christian. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, that is not your justification exactly. to go into heaven. Yep. Because Isaiah says it, right? He says that our our works, our good works are nothing but filthy rags unto God. Exactly. So, Christ's coming is giving you that clean slate. Exactly. A fresh start. Mm-hmm. All right, I've, I was in the mud. I've made a decision that I'm not going to be in the mud anymore. Mm-hmm. But I need to hop into that shower. So I can mm-hmm. be clean. Now, when I get out that shower, I'm not going to get back in that mud. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying clean. Exactly. Um, and going back to that, the shower is always running. The shower is always there. It's always on. Right. That clean water is always pumping. But there's also that mud that's always there. The mud's always still going to be there. Um, and that's where the choice comes in. Right. You have the choice to go and take a shower. You have the choice to go back into that mud. That's your choice. Right, God isn't saying, okay, you have to go and jump in that shower. You have to come with me to paradise. You have to be cleansed. And that that's where God's 
justly free will comes in, mm-hmm. right? Um, I believe in the, in the garden um, that we see in Genesis, Adam had the choice, mm-hmm. right? If if God said you can have everything, there is no way for you to sin. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a choice. It would be an unvar. It would be an unvar. Whatever that word is, it would be. It would just wouldn't be a choice for Adam to follow God if he didn't have the choice to not follow God. So, and something interesting. I'm gonna let you into a, a something interesting that I, I like a devotional, mm-hmm. right? Because it's kind of pertaining to this topic. Yeah. The opportunity for cleansing of sin is now, mm-hmm. while we are alive with yeah. Christ. Once you die, it's too late. That's what we believe as a mm-hmm. Christian. So me as a Christian, I believe that as long as I'm alive, there is that hope for me to enter into heaven. Because once I die, that's already fate sealed. Mm-hmm. The Bible says it is appointed to, unto man to die once and then be judged. Yeah. So as long as I'm here right now, I got an opportunity to turn to Christ, be with Christ. And mm-hmm. once I die, the judgment falls and it was whether or not you accepted Christ. Yes. And then I go to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Something interesting that I find on that is that God's cleansing mechanism was by death. Mm-hmm. You find that when the angels in heaven, mm-hmm. they came in and Lucifer had turned one-third of the angels, and it says there was war in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then there was no longer a place found for Satan in yeah. heaven, and he was casted out. That was death. Mm-hmm. Satan was gone. Yeah. And in Satan, there's no life at all. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the original language, the word used for death literally means to be separated from. Right. It's very literal. So, like, with Satan being taken away, he's in death. Mm-hmm. In him, there's no life. Neither with any fallen angels. There is no life whatsoever in them. But not only that, you find a lot of those going on in the Bible. That's the theme in the Bible. You find Adam sinned, yeah. and God told him, the day you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. Mm-hmm. That was God's cleansing mechanism. Adam sinned, and surely, but he was out. He was gone. And then now mankind is in death. Mankind is doomed. But doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. Noah comes along. And then in the times of Noah, everybody but Noah was just wicked. And God was grieved in his heart. Mm-hmm. Then God said, I'm going to wipe out man. By what means? Death. Then you have Sodom and Gomorrah that comes along later on. Wicked people. Then God, he says, I'm going to see whether the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is actually as bad as I have heard it from heaven. Mm-hmm. He goes in there and the angels are telling Lot, you need to get, you need to get out because the judgment of God is falling and this place is about to be cleansed. And how does it get cleansed? By means of death. When we are Christians and before we're Christians, sorry, and we're coming to accept Christ, mm-hmm. we go through that same cleansing, but we don't realize it. Yeah. Paul says, for when we come into Christ, we're made a new creature. Mm-hmm. All The old stuff has passed away. Yeah, That's our cleansing. The old stuff has passed away. But because we have gone through that cleansing through Christ, mm-hmm. we don't perish. We don't go away. Everyone who does not accept Christ and God comes to cleanse, 
that sin, when he's coming by to take that away, mm-hmm. you're perishing away with all that dirt, with all that filth that you have on you. You're going to perish with it. You're going to go away with it. Mm-hmm. Because God is not letting anybody into heaven that's unclean. Mm-hmm. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I got you. Um, in the in the Bible, it, it talks about um, dying to your flesh daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes, you you hear believers saying that they died when they were saved. Mm-hmm. Right? They died to their old way of life, mm-hmm. and they have a new life. That's where that being born again. There had to be a death before that, right? That you you're separating from your old life, and now you're in your new life. You're in your new change. Um, that's that's not to say that the devil still doesn't exist in your life, right? You're still gonna pull skeletons out of the closet. Um, I hear this oftentimes, but in a lot of people's testimonies, as soon as they're saved, that next month is tough because mm-hmm. everything comes out because you're convicted, right? And you want to get those things right, even though that that's not gonna bring you to heaven. You still want to leave that Christ. You want to live that Christ-like lifestyle mm-hmm. and be able to witness to people. If I was going out drinking and stuff. Um, people aren't going to trust my word that I'm a Christian, right? There, Before I was saved, uh, uh, I used to lie about anything. I used to lie about what I had for dinner last night, just pointless things. And after that, I just, I'll tell a lie, mm-hmm. and just right after, I just convicted. Right. And I have to go say sorry. Even if even if that, par- that person knows it's a lie, really don't care, does not affect their life, it's God and my telling me that, oh, I have to go and make this right. Mm-hmm. I have to better my witness. Because if I'm a liar and I, I consistently lie, nobody's going to trust me on what I have to say about Christ. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take that as fact. And they're just going to be pushed away. Yeah. And, you know, God is going to clean up the place. That That's, that's essential what's going to happen. We saw that in heaven. Mm-hmm. Something I realize is God shows us stuff of what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We have that clear image with that war that happened in heaven. Yeah. The devil rebelled, sin came in, God cleansed it, mm-hmm. took him out by means of death. We face that same thing here on earth. Mm-hmm. We have that choice. We're seeing as an example. Something I like, Brother Harbin, that's a preacher from uh, our church, uh, shouts out to him, great preacher, by the way, he's an amazing preacher. But something that he says um, that catches me really good, and I hear every time he says it, every time he's preaching, he says it. He says the things that are written in the Bible are written for our ad- admonition. You understand what I'm saying? It's written for our own good, for us to see as an example. Mm-hmm. When we're reading that God kicked out Lucifer, mm-hmm. best believe that's also coming on earth because we read in the Bible, it tells us that there is a time, an appointed time, where the heaven and the earth will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the choice and the question comes in at is, are you going to perish away with everything else? You understand what I'm saying? You said, you said heaven and earth are going to be destroyed? Yeah, because there's going to be a new heaven and new earth. Mm-hmm. So everything is going to be destroyed and be taken away. So now the question is, are you going to perish with everything else away? Are you going to be with it? Because that's when God is coming with a huge condemnation. Mm-hmm. It is better for me to be condemned now while I'm alive. Yep. I condemn myself mm-hmm. that, oh my, oh my goodness, I need Christ. 
and then turn to him so that when God comes, I have no condemnation, like how it's written in the scriptures, and there is no condemnation for all those that are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Because I've already been condemned. That was over. I got my forgiveness. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm square. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. But then a lot of people walk around with the mentality that I'm going to face God on my own and take responsibility for myself. No, that's it's a tough thought. That's kind of <coughs> that's kind of rough. Um and something for people to know is that when people say stuff like that and they think that they're going to face God on their own, you're not going to make it out alive. Like you don't get to sit with God and negotiate with him mm-hmm. terms and conditions by means for you to yeah and and it goes back to that example mm-hmm. just because i stole when i when i stole one bag of grapes and they didn't steal two others doesn't cleanse me right doesn't you're not perfect right i still stole the bag of grapes mm-hmm. there has to be forgiveness right and there has to be a justified forgiveness right. it's not just empty forgiveness you can always forgive someone right but it has to be just so for anyone out there this is how we're gonna end it all right this is how we're gonna end it for anyone out there that hasn't accepted christ yet or if you're a christian and you think that you've accepted christ but yet you think that somehow you're gonna manage yourself negotiate with god when the condemnation comes when you're dead you're not making it out of that and I suggest you get yourself right now, mm-hmm. go through death now, and be dead to sin, be dead to the flesh, accept Christ so you can be quickened and made alive in spirit. So that when God comes, and then he's cleansing by the death of his wrath, you're not one of them. Because God is not listening to anybody at that point. Mm-hmm. And I mind you that, don't get saved because you want to go to heaven. That's not the point. Right? I, I made that mistake very young. Um, I I got quote-unquote saved because, oh, it will be dope to have a mansion when I die. I, I got saved because I knew I was a sinner. And that, that took years of me realizing. Me of years denying that. And it ultimately came down to, okay, I need a savior. I'm not God. And I want a relationship with my Savior. Right. And that's what being saved is. Saved, being saved isn't a cop-out. You just be like, oh, okay. I want my eternity to be good. Right. I'm going to be saved. Right. You have to trust in something. You have to have faith in something. You have to have faith that something cleansed you. And then you have to repent of your old life. Right. And, you know, with that being said, all you got to do is believe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote from Acts Chapter 2, verse 38. Let me go to it, and this is how we're going to close it out from here. For anybody that's wondering on how to receive salvation or how to get salvation, this is what Peter says in Acts chapter 2. Now, Peter, just quick context to this. This is at the beginning of the church. Christ had just died. Um, and he rose again, and the disciples saw him, and and he had ascended up into heaven, and the disciples were waiting for them to go out and preach the gospel. And then this is the first revival. The Holy Ghost had just came, 
and now they're outgoing huge revival mm -hmm. and then they preach the gospel to people and then those people get convicted and then now they're asking peter what do we do right mm -hmm. so we're going to start in acts chapter 2 verse 37 and we're going to go until uh to verse 39 it says now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart and said unto peter and to the rest of the apostles Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. So Peter says it simple, is repent. And when he says be baptized, that's a declaration of your faith. So he yeah. sent, he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Turn away from what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Realize that you are a wrongdoer by nature. Yeah. And turn to Christ for your sins, and mm -hmm. you shall be saved. I guarantee you that. Thank you guys for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, and concerns, make sure to drop them below or comment them. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Love you. Peace.